Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a four-six clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifestor journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifestor and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifestor journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifestor. You are here for global impact. You are here to change world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello, beautiful listeners, beautiful manifestors and manifestor lovers alike. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I'm going to take a bit of a a dive today into um, harmony and collaboration and working together as a collective. I know that as manifestors, because we live behind our closed aura, we have this great tendency to just completely live life on our own terms and in our own energy and in our own space. And um, it can lead us to being very disconnected and very isolated, but it can also lead us to being quite arrogant that we do, we can kind of switch over that line into feeling like, well, I don't need to accommodate anybody else and I don't need to understand anybody else because nobody else understands me. And I, I I want to address that today because we can be so fantastic with like empowering ourselves and really speaking up for ourselves and healing these wounds and you know getting super aligned and super powerful with this manifesto energy however we are still part of the collective we are still part of the global humanity and we need to learn how to and be really honoring of the way that we love and connect with other people so I'm going to do two episodes on this I'm going to do an episode today. Today is all about how we love generators as a manifester. And next week, I'm going to do an episode on how we love manifesting generators as a manifester. I'm not going to go into how we love projectors and how we love reflectors because um, they're quite similar to us. They have a lot of similarities in the way that their energy works. And we have a very natural harmony with projectors and reflectors. So I want to specifically focus on the generators and the manifesting generators for podcast episodes. The generators and manifesting generators are what we call sacral beings. For those of you who are new to human design or perhaps haven't learned this aspect of it before, the sacral center is one of the nine energy centers in the body graph, and it is the most significant motor energy, meaning it's the most significant physical energy center in the body. Generators and manifesting generators have this energy defined. They have a defined sacral center. That makes them sacral beings. Projectors, manifestors, and reflectors have this undefined or open, which makes us non-sacral beings. And when we put generators and manifesting generators together, 
they make up about 70% of society. So we experience as non-sacral beings, we experience a significant amount of conditioning and expectation and wounding from that sacral energy because 70% of what we see around us is defined sacral energy. And that feels very natural to them, very normal to them. And in fact, we've created all of our societal structures around the ability to consistently access this sacral energy. So that's important to kind of get first and foremost off the bat. And that's why I want to focus on generators and MGs and how we love them as manifestors, because we do have kind of this jarring experience of, well, I'm a manifestor and I'm a non-sacral being. So I don't know how to connect with you and how to love you and how to navigate through your expectations of me when you're a sacral being, because we fundamentally operate completely differently. Our energy is completely different. So that's why I'm digging into these two types. It's usually where most of the wounding lives, usually where a lot of the um, relational conflict and conditioning lives as well. So when we're looking at generators, our beautiful, beautiful generators, they account for about 37% of society. So they're a pretty significant part of society. And generators, what makes them a generator is that they have a defined sacral center. Okay, they may have a defined throat, they may have an undefined throat, they can definitely have other centers defined as well, but they are a generator because they have a defined sacral center. They can be emotional generators where they need to make decisions based on their emotional wave because they have a defined emotional center, or they can be sacral generators or pure generators where they have an undefined emotional center, but they of course still have that defined sacral and the sacral center is their decision maker as well. It's their inner authority. Generators are here incredibly to create, right? They are here to create really, really beautiful things. They're here to be very, very responsive. Their strategy is to wait to respond. It's built off that sacral energy, right? And it's built off the qualities of their aura. Their aura is open and welcoming. They they are genuinely warm and welcoming, and they are constantly being lit up and responding to everything that is happening around them. Because that sacral center is like a pinball machine. It goes, oh my goodness, you know, the sun rose in the sky, or this person, person spoke to me, or I ate this food I really enjoyed, or I saw this book that looked really interesting, or I tried out this new exercise, or I saw a color that I really liked. And the sacral center goes like ding, 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 right? And all those pinballs kind of fly around and it gets really lit up. We call it the sacral spark. It gets really excited because it's responding to the things that it really, really enjoys. Generators themselves can experience a lot of conditioning and a lot of wounding around that where they have been told that they are the worker bees, that they are the energizer bunnies, that they should constantly be full of energy and they should be putting that energy towards all the things that they should do. And so they start to take on this belief system of, well, if I should do this, if I should put my energy towards this, then it should satisfy me right? It should pay off. It should be good. And so we see a lot of generators in the professional space and in the business space doing all of the things they think they should and putting all of their magnificent energy into these things that they think they should be doing in order to get the payoff, in order to um, climb up the corporate ladder or in order to have a lot of success or financial, um, you know, financial success in their business or a lot of recognition, a lot of growth in their business and they don't get it. Yeah. And that, that wounds them. Because generators are not here 
to do all the things that they should do. No type is here to do all of the things that they should do. That's a very outdated narrative. We need to remove it for all of us. What the generators are here to do is to respond to what lights them up. So their journey is this journey of discovery about does this truly spark me? Does this truly light me up or does it not? Is this something that I really want to put my energy into or is it not? They are highly creative, highly creative. And when they are lit up, when they are sparked, they have enormous amounts of energy. What makes generators really unique in their capacity for sacral energy is that they are here to master things over time. So the generators are our energy type that get lit up, they get excited, they try something out, they want to do it. They want to do the things that are required for this creation. And they will go at it over and over and over and over and over and over again until they've mastered it. Their life is about mastery. That's what makes them quite different to the MGs, right? Which we'll get into next week. But we see here in the way that the generator energy operates, right? That they're driven by this sense of satisfaction in what is getting created. They're driven by this state of, I'm inspired by that. I'm lit up by that. I'm sparked by that. So I want to put my energy into doing all of the things that are required to master this, to complete this, to bring this to fruition. And then I will feel satisfied. So when we put that together next to to the manifestors, where we as manifestors are here to initiate, we are here to bring things from the 5D and birth them into the 3D so that they impact and inspire other people. Once it's initiated, we lose our interest because our process is like, we're here to be the mother. We're here to birth it, right? We're here to like carry this, to grow it, to bring it into life. But then when it's out into the world, that life needs to be supported by someone else. It needs to be completed and mastered by someone else. Enter in the generators, the generators who are open and who are warm and who are welcoming and who are taking in and responding to all of this stuff around them. You see, there's actually quite a natural harmony between the manifestors and the generators. We initiate something, we birth it into the world. The, the generators who need to be inspired by it get inspired by it. They get lit up, they step in and they say, I really want to complete this. I really want to do this. I really want to master this. I want to work with you to do it. So the, the generators and the manifestors are actually designed to work together. We are actually designed to collaborate. We are actually designed to really like share and, and bring things to life together because we take responsibility for different parts of the process. Where we truly begin to experience difficulties in our relationships together is when expectations step in. We get generators from our, our perspective as manifestors, we get generators who come in and say, no, 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 I want you to, to initiate the thing that I want you to initiate. And the manifestor says, uh-uh, I'm here to play by my own rules. I'm here to initiate based on my creative urge. Don't tell me what to do. We can also get generators who say, mm-mm-mm, I want you to do it this way because if you do it this way, it feels comfortable to me. You know, I want to feel like a sense of security and safety and comfort by making you do it the way that feels right to me. Whereas the manifestor says, no, no, I'm not here to be who you want me to be. I'm not here to do things in the way that you want me to do them. So I'm going to cut you out. 
I'm going to cut you out of the process because I feel like you're suffocating me and you're, you're oppressing me and you're making me sit into a box that I don't want to be in and I was never designed to be in. And so manifestors then naturally take on far too much of the process. Manifestors say, well, look, every time somebody came in to support me and complete this thing, they put all these expectations on me and, and it made me really uncomfortable and it made me really angry. So I am going to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. I don't need anyone. I'm, I'm going to take it all. I'm going to initiate it. I'm going to complete it. And that makes us exhausted. It doesn't align with our energy. We don't end up completing things. We get bored, we disconnect, we drop it, and it disappears. And then we start the same process again. So I want to I explain in this podcast episode, how do we really, as manifestors, how do we love our generators? How do we love the generators around us so that we can have this really harmonious, collaborative, beautiful relationship? together because we are naturally designed to have that relationship. So firstly, we need to understand that these types of conditionings are the things that get in the way. When we as manifestors have an expectation that generators should understand us, right? When we haven't informed them, we haven't opened the doorway. If you need to learn more about the mechanics of informing, please skip back a few podcast episodes. I did a great one, a really in-detail one about what informing is and how it works. But as manifestors, we need to be informing our generators so that we're opening that doorway in our closed aura and we're saying, hey, have a glimpse inside. Have a look at what's happening. Get a sense of me. Get a sense of what I'm birthing, of where I'm going, of what this feels like for me so that then the generator can truly respond in alignment, right? The generator truly can say, oh, I get it now. I see it. I'm lit up by that. I'm going to respond. I'm going to either support you in the way that you need to be supported or I'm going to say, hey, that really doesn't light me up. I really don't get it. I'm just going to get out of your way. As a manifester, that is the way that you can most love a generator, by honoring your own strategy of informing and letting them participate in that, letting them respond to that in the way that their sacral center needs to respond. As a generator, if, there, if we're, there are any generators listening or perhaps if there are manifestors who have generators surrounding you and, and you can kind of teach them this and help them with this, the way that a generator really needs to collaborate and work with a manifestor is to say, even though you do things unpredictably, even though you kind of live outside the box, even though you do things in ways that I don't at first understand, I am going to take responsibility for responding to the things that light me up and not responding to the things that don't light me up. If what you're doing as a manifesto doesn't inspire me, I'm going to walk away. And if it does inspire me, I'm going to respond to it. I'm going to connect to it. I'm going to try to understand you deeper rather than, hey, I'm going to put you in a box and I'm going to try and control the way that you do things and control what you're birthing and, and control how that gets responded to by the rest of the world so that I feel more comfortable about it. As soon as you put a manifester in a box, you're going to spark anger. As soon as you put a manifester in a box, you're going to cut off their creative flow. So we each need to have responsibility here for how we as manifestors really involve our generators and for generators, how you really respond to manifestors. 
I want to take this a step further for us as manifestors because obviously this is a manifestor podcast and we are here to learn how to love generators so we can't place all the responsibility on generators to you know just get us and and do things the way that we want to do them we need to really educate ourselves and understand exactly how our generators work exactly how they need to be loved exactly what it is that they are responding to what are the wounds that that they are the are experiencing at the moment and how can we nurture them and how can we love them through that right generators can be really really different every generator can be completely different just like every manifestor can be completely different my daughter is a 62 sacral generator she has an open throat so she does not like to speak she gets very very tired from speaking and me constantly requesting that she speaks to respond to me and to engage with me tires her out and it wounds her So I need to be careful to not constantly engage her in that and be mindful of the fact that my throat, my defined throat already triggers her and already makes her a bit tired in speaking. Additionally, because she's a sacral generator and not an emotional generator, she is always responding in the moment. She's always feeling this urge for creativity. She feels really happy and really satisfied when she's creating something and just following that spark and and building it in her own way and putting her energy into it until her energy taps out. So I need to be mindful to not place any rules or demands or expectations on what she creates and when she creates it and how long it takes her to create, right? To say, hey, You want to like take all of the leftover toilet rolls and build something out of them? Fantastic. You know, I'm going to give you the time and the space to do that. Or, hey, you really are getting lit up by doing your spelling homework at nine o'clock at night and you just want to buckle down and put in the energy to do it? Fantastic. I'm not going to impinge you with rules around that. I want to allow your sacral freedom and your sacral spark to kind of grow and to learn and to do that trial and error. If you get excited about something and you start doing it and then you don't want to do it anymore because you've realized, oh, that didn't actually light me up. I'm going to let you drop it. I'm not going to force you into this position of having to continue with it and having to complete it just because generators are here to complete things. Okay, so if you have generators in your life, I, I would really encourage you to start paying attention to the more specifics of their chart. How do they operate as a generator? And as a more widespread banner, Loving those generators in your life is, is giving them freedom. It's giving them allowance and permission to, to try things, to try and succeed at some things and, and to try and find some errors in other things. Give them permission to play, to have pleasure, to have fun. Give them permission to regulate their own sleep cycle. Give them permission to use their energy in the way that they want to use their energy help them and guide them to things that light them up, right? If, if they're getting stuck in that should pattern, if they're getting stuck in that agenda of, you know, I, I should be responding to this, I should be doing this, I, it's going to get me this outcome, I should complete that uni degree, I should be doing all this stuff in my business, you know, I should be working really hard, but it's not lighting them up then use your throat, use your words to impact them, to influence them, to bring them out of that and give them permission to do the things that they desire to do. If you see your generator being tired, 
offer them offer them something fun they need pleasure and they need fun they are not here to work all the time see if they need assistance in their sleep they need a regulated sleep cycle yeah really really learning and understanding who your generator is and how you can love them is so profound and is so healing and will bring you so much growth in that relationship so that we can move to that place. We can move to that point of this manifested generated relationship where we are initiating and they are being inspired and completing exactly the way that the collective was designed to be. So I would love to know do you have a generator in your life? Who are you thinking of when we are going through this podcast? Is it a child? Is it a friend? Is it a family member? Um, is it a colleague? Is it even a staff member that you're working with that you really, really need to like dig in and understand and connect with in a really meaningful way? Who is that generator that you're you're thinking on? And what part of what we spoke about today, what tips can you take on to start really loving that generator to start healing that relationship and bringing harmony to that relationship because like I said we are designed to be together so let's start working towards that as manifestors all right that's it for me from today we will be doing an episode on how to love manifesting generators our beloved mgs in next week's episode so definitely tune in for that because it's a whole different dynamic in relationships from manifestors to managers so that's going to be a really juicy episode but Until we get to that, please keep being self-aware, keep doing the work and keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.